morning, everyone. Wednesday, August 17. Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you. Wherever and however you were listening and you heard the dulcet tones of JR, JB Rogers, back in the house here at uh, Big Sports Breakfast Central Commentary Position and we'll have a good catch-up with her uh, after the 6.30 news this morning in about an hour's time and get the rundown on the trip and the success of spending 12 and a half hours Ouch. on the stroke in the water, pup. Morning oh, to you, mate. Morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Loz and I just sorting out our headphones. Um, yeah, I, oh, JR, what a freak. Unbelievable performance. Um, yeah, I'm sure she's, uh, I'm sure she got a few stories, but I, yeah, I'd, I couldn't. I can't even imagine the train, like the preparation for it, just to spend that amount of time in the water is yeah mm. is not for me. And then uh, swimming at night, the fear of sharks, freezing cold. No, thank you very much. Yeah. Better her than me. With something of that endurance, like give me something for say six months, maybe max to prepare for, like a marathon. Or when, when I yeah on land where I yeah. can see what I'm doing and know what's under my feet, I'm I'm. More chance of trying that than yeah, yeah. middle of the ocean, yeah. pitch black. All I can think of is sh- I think about sharks in the bath. <laughs> so can you imagine me night time in the ocean? That's uh, that's probably my greatest fear. Mate, they're just toys, Kelsey Lee's toys. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. I know. Don't worry, I'm checking. I check the pool before I dive in. Uh, Laws of morning. Morning, boys. Um, I um, yeah, I don't think I could have prepared for a. English Channel swim. I'm flat out swimming 200 metres in a, mm. an Olympics. The NARC cool. reckons he's got it covered. He reckons walk in a park, the NARC. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like City to Surf, City he thinks. City to Surf, yeah. yeah. Very similar. similar. Very similar. Mm. Not sure how, but very similar in his mind. Yeah, it's not my go, but it's mm. certainly not mine. Yeah, yeah, you good? Are you a good swimmer? No, no. Okay. I'm a land person. Okay. Mm. I, I, when I swim, I, I use all upper body. Don't, I don't use don't my kick. Use to kick? For, well, I, I, I don't. No, I don't yeah, kick. Like if I swim say two hundred meters, I'd get out and I'd feel heavy uh, chest, heavy chest, yeah, arms, just did, like all shoulders. Just did arms. bench press for an yeah. hour. <laughs> like the legs, nothing. <laughs> Little chicken legs. Oh, there you go. Breaking news, fellas, from the UK or from the Super League, uh, and we mentioned this story uh, at the end of yesterday's show. Corey Norman, who's playing for Toulouse over there in the UK Super League at the moment, has been found guilty of what is a grade F charge of contrary behaviour and had an eight-match ban given to him and a 500-pound fine. How do you get eight matches and then just throw a 500-pound fine on it as well? 500,000 or 500? 500 pounds. So $1,000? Yes. What? And yet you get eight weeks as well. $500,000. What is that? That's what the fine should be. Administrational costs for for the governing body or something. But uh, that's for putting his finger in, uh, well, basically around an opponent's backside. And Loz, when you look at the vision, it doesn't look, it really looks like he just sort of, and his agent came out yesterday and said that, you know, it was an accident that his hand ended up in an unfortunate position. And I tend to, sort of believe that and agree with that. But then well, he's getting up sort of, looks like he's having a chuckle. I thought he must have known the guy. Yeah, I thought and it was mates. a bit of a joke. Mm. It, it's not like the John Hopperwadi yeah. one where we all know what happened there. But this one seemed like he just sort of put his hand around. He shouldn't have done it, by the way. But I, I thought he must have known the guy and it was a bit of a joke between two people. 
He got up laughing, the, didn't he? Yeah. And then he got called out. And then the next thing you know, he's been put on report and he now faces eight weeks on the sideline. And I, I, I don't know what was going through his head. You'd have to ask Corey, oh but I, I didn't think it looked as bad as what I was expecting. Okay, apparently uh, Oliver Holmes, who plays for Warrington, was the person on the receiving end, the player on the receiving end, and uh, apparently they were in a running battle during the game. So, uh, yeah, he, you know, he got to what, this. Surely got... he hasn't. If, if he's meant that, then he deserves every bit of his eight weeks. If he's actually done that on purpose, like what's his agent saying, that he didn't know his hand was there? Well, yeah, just a bit of an accident. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, so there you go. That's the breaking news from the UK. Also, this morning, uh, your old mate Ricky Stewart got, walks back into the Raiders HQ, 8 a.m. Yeah, a big game this weekend for the Raiders. They're going to win their remaining three to keep their season alive. But, uh, yeah, Ricky would have done it tough at home the last seven days. Uh, but he would have prepared himself to walk in there this morning and talk to his players and reassure them that he's okay and reassure everybody that we need to keep winning games of football if we want to play finals. Um, the thing about uh, the teams in front of the Raiders at the moment, they all play each other. Um, so there is an opportunity there for the Raiders to sneak into the top eight. Um, they haven't got the best four and against, but you know Ricky would have been proud of the way they played on the weekend, although the result towards the end of the game, uh, or the play towards the end of the game, sorry, uh, would have had him concerned. He would have been thinking, oh, no, not again. Uh, the faders are, are back mm. in town. But they hung on. They did a good job. And now they move on to Newcastle this weekend. And with all the drama going on there at Newcastle, you would think that they will galvanise and come out and be hard to beat. So the Raiders have to travel to Newcastle. So while on paper it might like uh, look like an easy two points for Canberra, I don't think it will be because I think the Knights will, will rally and show something this weekend. Yeah, Stuart told uh, Denny Widler on Nine News last night that uh, says the whole incident is behind him now in regards to what happened in the post-match media conference of that game against the Panthers and his comments about Jamin Semin. He says he would have handled it differently. Uh, he added that he didn't need the week off, by the way, and that... The Raiders should have won by more against the Dragons, which we spoke about, obviously, on Monday, Loz, that, yes, they should have won by more, but we could feel it coming. Oh, yeah, you could. But <laughs> at the end of the day, they got the two points, or they get the two points, and they, they move forward, and they've got to take on Newcastle. And Newcastle is still dealing with the fallout from the Kalen Ponga-Kurt Mann toilet incident. Uh, they had a press conference here yesterday with the general manager of footy, um, Peter Parr, uh, talking about how... Uh, they're unsure of what may happen at this stage. We're led to believe, though, that both players have been drug tested. Um, so we'll get a bit more information in the next 24 hours what that test will reveal, whether it'll be positive or whether it'll be a negative. Or, um, you know, they're talking to the integrity unit about what happened inside the cubicle and what happened that night. Um, but Caelan Ponga, there's been questions about his leadership and whether that should be taken from him. Uh, the Newcastle Knights are saying that they're working through a process at the moment and there has been no um, decision made on the outcome of Kurt Mann and Caelan Ponga. Although they have made a decision on Bradman Best and Anari Juali because they have both been stood down for being late for a bus on Sunday morning. There you go. So uh, they're starting to just draw the line with some standards, it seems, there, lots. 
probably long overdue by the sounds yeah, of it. Well, let's see if they do it with their biggest fish. Mm. Let's see if they've got the courage to do it with Ponga. It's okay to do it with the, you know, the lesser player or not the, not the biggest fish in the team. If you want to set an example and create a culture, then do it with the heavy. That's how you set a standard. Mm. So, And again, even this, like drug test them now. If it's, you know, if they have taken something, that substance could be out of their system in 24 hours. So doing a drug test four days later is a waste of time. You know, it comes back clear. What do they do? They go and say, yep, see, we weren't doing drugs in the toilet. They've done nothing wrong. Caelan Ponga, we had two drinks, not 25 drinks. Play on. Like, this is why the public and the fans laugh. Because they're like, mate, you're hiding information or you're selling a story or you're not telling the truth or you think we're dumb. Like, yeah. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Here I go. Yep. Uh yeah, three days later they've been, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So Saturday was the indiscretion. Yeah. Sunday, yep, three days after. So, But the players reportedly maintain that, uh, you know, essentially they've done nothing wrong. Yeah. And again, that's the other thing. There's no camera in a toilet or in a cubicle. So, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Hmm. So at the end of the day, people can, we can all assume, but you're guilty, uh, innocent until proven guilty, I guess. Uh, test cricket tonight, Clarky. England and South Africa. Uh, over at Lords, yep. James Anderson, mm-hmm. forty years of age, playing uh, in a Amazing. Test match. Amazing. Officially forty years of age, but uh, it'll be one just to keep an eye on, I guess, for us, considering we've got South Africa at home here this summer. They're top of the World Test Championship table at the moment as well, and naturally we've got a series in England, an Ashes series in twelve months' time. So mm. it'll be one just to keep an eye on for I, Aussies. I, I think Aussie it's good to see. And- Anderson and Broad back in that team, for sure. And, and I, like I've said before, I think playing in their own backyard, they're still very good and they should be selected. I, I don't think they're going to have the impact um, on overseas tours like they used to in the past. They're both bowling just a little bit slower. There's probably not as much movement out away from home. So, um, yeah, I would expect both of them to have success against South Africa over there and then also be a part of that Ashes series when Australia goes to England. I think it'd be very different. If England were coming here, then you might see someone like this. Might this could have been Anderson's last series, but with an Ashes series not far away in England, I think you'll see them take part in that as well. But uh, yeah, his record's phenomenal, Anderson. Certainly in England, mm. as good as any English bowler. Um, so many wickets, class. Um, yeah, always tough to play against. Fellas, an incredible fall from grace for for Brett Finch, obviously former footy player. Played for New South Wales, pled guilty yesterday to one count of sharing child abuse material. Six other charges were withdrawn. He's staring it up to 15 years in jail. That's the maximum penalty for the offence in which he was, uh, well, the charge that he pled guilty with. Uh, 40 years of age, he blames drugs and mental health issues when sharing fantasies on an app, and he'll be sentenced next month. Uh, yeah, oh, mate, just I, incredible I'm stunned. Fall from Grace, yeah, really. Very much stunned. I sort of can't comprehend that he'd be doing something like that. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's not great. It's terrible. And, you know, he's pleaded guilty to it. Um, I know his uh, parents very well, uh, great people, uh, Robert and Debbie. Um, and Brett, you know, he's fallen off a cliff. He has just gone downhill um, and... You know, I, I just don't, can't get my head around why, how, what was going on in, inside his head. I, I just can't explain it. But it's something that no one um, 
ever wants to see or ever wants to be a part of and to be involved in it, it's... Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. Back page, Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, Pong and man drug tested as two knights stood down. As Loz mentioned, more dramas there at the Knights yesterday. Bradman Best and Ari Tawala stood down for not meeting team standards. They were late for the team bus in Brisbane Sunday morning. And as for Caelan Ponger and Kurt Mann, who we uh, told to leave a toilet cubicle in Newcastle on Saturday evening, well... That investigation is now with the NRL Integrity Unit. And as Loz mentioned, they've been drug tested uh, by the NRL. The results will remain confidential. Or, but if it is their second offence, I believe it's a 12-week suspension. So you would find out starting next year, considering those two players are essentially unavailable. Well, Kurt Mann could be back for the last round. He's got a quad injury at the moment. Caelan Ponga not playing due to concussion. So... Uh, you'd only have to look at the team lists early next year. If they were to be uh, guilty of a second offence, I guess you'd be able to join the dots there. But as it stands, uh, results will not be known for the time being. The new director of football, Peter Parr, welcome to Newcastle, uh, says just because it's not a good look, it doesn't immediately mean somebody has done something wrong. He also conceded, though, Parr, there's been a lack of leadership around the playing group at Newcastle, and that's plainly obvious. Yeah, we said that yesterday. Uh, there was a lack of leadership, and I think by default, Kalen being the best player ended up in that role. Um, but they obviously need to bring strong leaders to that club, and it needs to start in the front office. And Peter Parr from the Cowboys is now down there, and I, I think he'll put his stamp on this football club. The other interesting thing for me yesterday was when he said... Um, you know, he mightn't have. You know, he wasn't told that he that he couldn't drink, and you know, no penalty yet has been given. I would have just assumed that, even though you mightn't have had a directive not to drink, if you're medically not right to continue to play, and if your club has a rule that says injured players are not allowed to drink while recovering. What, what's the difference? Yeah, well. If you're being stood down because you're not medically fit to play, mm. then you are treated like an injured, injured player. player. Yeah, definitely. So you, you have broken the rule. Mm. And as Clark, you mentioned, well, if they're going to rule a line under Bradman Best and Anari Tawala. And if they're going to rule a line over Kurt Mann, who was drinking while he was injured, you've got to treat Kalen in that 100%. same boat. Mm. Even if though any, he's, if, if, he's been ruled out, if anything for harder, the because he's their captain, he's yeah, and he's been ruled out for the season mm. because of head injuries. So that that to me is an injury. So you treat them all the same mm. because you, if you've got you know a policy in your club, you're not allowed to drink while you're injured. Well, Kalen falls under that category as well. Some sharks headlines on the back pages of the papers today as well. The Herald, Ron Measley. Here's the headline here. How about this? Ronaldo Mulatalo. He lives on an allowance of $350 a week and the rest of his pay, it's controlled by his mum. It's invested into the running of, well, as the Herald says here, Team Ronaldo, support staff. He's got a mind coach, a dietitian, financial advisor. There you go. Oh, Clark, he's hot. Imagine, Clark, you imagine you've been told. Your mum says to you, you're getting 250 I'm dealing with the rest. That's what my mum used to do to my Good dad. Good discipline. Well done, yeah. Team Ronaldo. And it will serve 
Ronaldo very well Maybe. in the long run. Who knows? Who knows where the family's investing? My, my <laughs> mum used to look after my banking, not when I was 30, but she worked in the Commonwealth Bank for 30 years at Teller, so she thought she knew everything about money, and she's the world's biggest tight ass. So <laughs> she was, I, I think when it was time for me to take my banking over, I remember my mum ringing me and seeing a bill on my credit card statement asked me what that was from. It was a night out. And she's like, where's this money gone? And I was like, excuse me? Okay, mum, I think we've worked out that it's time for me to look after my own money. Yeah, but... when your parents start getting your bank statements, that's oh my a problem. God. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big it's problem. A fraction, fraction scary, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, well, we're all on a budget, Mido. <laughs> Just at what age do you give yourself your own budget rather than your... Mum or your dad giving it to you. How did it work when Loz was 18? Loz has still, Loz still got it. It's gone from mum to wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just moved from Canberra to June uh, uh, Sorry, from June to Canberra. Uh, no, I wasted plenty in the early days. <laughs> I burnt through it. Hmm. Did you if have I, to if the, I had money, everyone had money. Yeah. <laughs> make the few phone calls home. Oh, dad? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I, I churned through plenty and then I had nothing. Mm. And looking back there, mum and dad had nothing either, but... They were always they found a way found a way to mm. give you yeah. money to get you through. So I feel very lucky now when it's yeah at the time when you're 18, 17, 18, 19, mm. and you're earning not a lot of money, and if you do have a bit of money in your pocket, you're spending it yeah. as quick as you get it because you don't want to miss out. The boys say we're meeting here tonight oh, yeah. when you were 18, 19, yeah. and when you you're not you, missing and out. when you think you got a bit of money, you're carrying on like you're someone, yeah. and you're Spending it very fast, <laughs> really quickly. Yeah, you know. How much is he on? Three hundred a week. Three fifty. Three fifty a week. Mate, speak, so there goes your phone bill. I went, I went to Harris <laughs> Farm the other day. Yeah, they, I bought about three things. <laughs> yes, there goes your seventy five dollars. What a rip! Go to Parisi's. What a, what a rip off! I know. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. good. Um, what a whinge about it too. Good work. If he can, if he can live off three hundred and fifty, I like his thinking. Yeah, doing well. Fits like a glove, back page of the Daily Telegraph. I mean, Dean Bulldog Richie. Oh, he'll be happy with a back page today. I have a spring in his step when he walks in here I at 7 the Bulldog, actually. I've missed him. Well, he's coming up. Mm. Uh, the reality is Craig will be here for 20 years, and the Cradulla chairman, Steve Mace, uh, <laughs> believes that... Full support of the board already. There you lost. go. The reality is Craig will be here for 20 years is the direct quote from the Cradulla chairman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, let, let, they, mean, they uh, could make the grand final. Oh, this year. So, so I want a twenty-year contract then. Fitzy's done an outstanding job, and I don't think he would want to hear that either. Mate. Because I, I think it was this year. Phil Gardner from the Knights said Adam O'Brien's going to be here for the next ten years. <laughs> he meant ten days, <laughs> and in the space of what four or five months, oh, he looks yeah. like getting the sack. Oh, oh God! So you yeah. leave yourself open. Yeah, that's yeah. all. I mean, Fitzy's done a great job, and I'm sure you'll be there a long time, and it's a, it's a story. I, I, I get that, and Bulldog would have been continually asking him, how long is he going to be there? And then he's thrown out that, you know, the 20-year number. Uh, but I think, you know, Fitzy's done an outstanding job, and he will be there long term, but you don't want to be saying 20 years. I, I know it's going over the top, but there was something about that appointment and just looking at, you can just tell he has some sort of aura as a coach that, I don't know, I, I just always looked at it and thought, he's going to be a long-time career coach and probably there at the Sharks for a long time. Yeah, I know it can all change. Yeah, it all, everything can I, change I pretty quickly. Yeah. That's, that's what I've learned. I think everyone hopes that's the case Everyone hopes well. that's yeah. the case. Everyone yeah. wants to see young guys be very successful. Definitely. 
Everyone does. But you see how things can turn sour mm. very quickly. We've seen it recently. Yeah. We've seen it with Adam O'Brien. We've seen it with Anthony Seabold. We've seen it with Trent Barrett. We've seen it with Justin Holbrook. Yeah. You've just got to be able to be calm. And when you start to build your resume, not after one year, not after two, after five or six, then you can start talking about yeah. these coaches being there mm. for a long period because we all know things change very rapidly in this industry. As of today, they're my grand finalists with Penrith and the Sharks. Sharks? Jesus. I'm just Where's very happy Rocket with Rocket Rod from now? He'll lie. be happy. I'm very happy with my top four bet from the start Sharks of the Sharks v Panthers yep. grand final. As of today. That could change, Clarky, in the next four weeks. Oh, Injuries, etc. Form. Some so teams what, are coming. The Bunnies and the Roosters in what, particular. What makes the Sharks more likely to make the GF than South or Melbourne, for example? Just a very gritty team. What's their run? What's their last the three liable. games like? No, they got a good run home, the Sharks. It's mm. a big core. Shark GF. Oh, they're as good a chance as any of the other remaining teams. I actually started to warm a little bit to, and I had them there at the start of the year, the Roosters. Roosters. Oh, they're coming. They are coming. Well, Big I, time. I looked at their team yesterday, and then I went through their injured list. And, you know, they've got a number of players out injured, but they've got Lindsay Collins and Sewa Takiaho yeah. to come back in. Look, you, you don't have two good Mm. front rowers coming off mm. their bench in a semi-final. And you th- look at their back line with the strike they got. Not. Tedesco. Who's going to want to play them? Sawali, Su- Akiri, Wa- Walker. Mm. Well, they got some serious power to come back into that footy team. Yeah. I've got them ahead of Souths at the moment. Yeah, I, I probably would. I, in mm. fact, I'd really have them as the, as my... If we're talking finals. F- ...favourites mm. to, to take on Penrith. It's going to be a cracking final series. All of a sudden, many teams in the mix, yeah. which is great to see. Agree. 